is Australia. This fucking language. Let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned. But I ain't spending any time on it. Don't stop wearing the Speedos. You're listening to Decode, the Tudor Advocate's new podcast series for those Australians who have tuned out or never tuned in to the dark arts of federal politics. It's cold being, you wouldn't believe it, a goddamn bloody adult. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Decode, the Batuta Advocates political podcast series aimed at explaining what the fuck is going on in the capital city of this country. I'm Effie Bateman, and with me today is Wendell Hussey. Yeah, hello, hello. Thanks very much for joining us. Great to have your company. Today we're going to have a run at it from ground level. We're going in on Parliament and Parliament House, talking about what is Parliament, how does it work, who gets to get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to hang out down there for a few months of the year, and what does it mean for people sitting at home just trying to have a nice life? It often gets referred to as the Canberra bubble, and we're getting someone in who has spent a little bit of time down there to explain it. Yeah, Channel 9's Charles Croucher is going to walk us through how it all works. But before that, a little bit of a decode on the topic from us. Talking about Parliament, which is essentially what creates the laws under which we all live and governs a country. You know, brings in the taxes, dishes out the money, makes the new laws, all that sort of stuff. Federal Parliament is responsible for its own set of laws. States have theirs, obviously, as well. But if they conflict with the Commonwealth or the federal government, Commonwealth wins. They always trump them. The laws get introduced as bills in our Parliament. And then our politicians vote on them and they become rules under which we live by if they get given the thumbs up by our politicians. And Parliament is where they get made. So Parliament's got more rooms than a Turak mansion, but the main two that we often hear about are the House of Representatives and the Senate. They essentially are Parliament. The House of Reps is the lower house, your local member of Parliament who comes from a defined area, and they sit in the green room. Yeah, repping the area, like the Penrith Panthers if you're a rugby league fan. Or one four if you're a music fan. So local members who make up the House of Reps represent about 100,000 people in an area. There are 151 of them and they sit on the green cushions. They introduce bills they want to become legislation and they yell at each other for two hours during sitting weeks. If the majority in the House vote yes on a piece of legislation in the lower house, it gets sent up to the upper house, the Senate. Makes sense. The red cushions is the Senate where they vote on bills and they make it a law if they're keen on it. There's actually only 76 of them, half the number roughly of uh, the amount of people who are in the House of Reps, and they get elected per state in the Senate. So there's 12 for every state and two for the Northern Territory and the Capital Territory. It was designed to keep the House of Reps, who might be a little bit Melbourne and Sydney heavy because of their population, in check a little bit. You know, we all know how they think they might be the centre of the universe in Sydney and Melbourne. So that's why we have a situation where Tasmania has as many senators as New South Wales. There's lots of debates about the merits of that and whether that actually is a great system, but that's the way it is, and it was designed to try and keep it fair. 
All right, so now it's that time of the show where we would like to get a local expert in to help us decode our topic of the week, Parliament House. Yes, today we have got Channel 9's Charles Croucher in the booth with us. He's a long-term friend of Desert Rock FM and the Baturda Advocate more broadly. He's just returned from the Beijing Winter Olympics over there in China, and he's going to be covering a different kind of sport over the next few months, the election campaign, if you will. Charles Croucher, thanks very much for stopping in again. Much less artificial snow here. Yeah, not in heaps. China. Bit more picturesque, bit potentially, more picturesque, than bit more the, freedom. The industrial yeah. kind of yeah. um, well, we'll see. Streetscape that you depends see how this campaign goes because yeah. could it could get to a nasty place. But yes, it is. Canberra can be as cold as Beijing at winter, but it's a yeah, a bit freer, a bit nicer. What bit was the trees. first thing you ate when you came back? I had a steak and salad. Yeah, and took a photo <laughs> and sent it to the crews that were still over there because that's it was really a lot of, mean. Yeah, yeah, wasn't a lot of steak or a lot of salad. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, very different experience. It was good, though. Yep. I enjoyed it. Very good. And there'll be a big couple of months coming up, obviously, with this election here. So we've got you in today to talk about Parliament House, how it works, the mechanics of it, yeah. to kind of break down all those terms that we often hear um, that kind of get skimmed over or people get a little bit confused on. And we just thought, you know, a lot of people... They've got their year six trip down to Canberra. They might go Important. down there. Yep. They, you know, you go run around with your classmates. You go inside the big building. You see all yep. the, the fancy timber floors, the decorations, all that sort of stuff. But it's really the stop between like Questacon yes. and Telstra Tower. Yeah, Parliament or maybe those. like maybe you're going to the snowfields as well. Green, or, yeah. But yeah, Questacon is the main event. Yep. You're not really paying too much attention as you no. wander through the halls. Pretty cool building, all that sort of stuff, yeah. but you're not as entertained. You're thinking of the main event. And that's kind of where a lot of people may forget or they may not have many more interactions with Parliament House um, after that. I'd say most people probably don't. But in your eyes, Crouch, what would you say or how would you describe Parliament House as a body and an entity. Yeah, Parliament House is, is an amazing building, right? It was opened by the Queen. It's this fantastic building in Canberra that really is the pinnacle of where all these avenues, you know, deliberately named Sydney, Brisbane, Commonwealth, Kings, Adelaide Avenue, all meet. And the idea is that's where all the representatives of the people go and pass their laws. So the people you vote in on election day will go and sit at Parliament only for you know half the year and not even that, but that's where they pass laws. And because of that, because it's just that select group that create and then pass and then change and modify the laws, Parliament's a numbers game. It's a whole building. It's about 5,000 people when it's pumping. It's got its own postcode. 5,000? Yeah, between wow. staff and people there. I mean, there's only... Doing math in my head, but like you know, just over 200 and 227 representative mm. elected people there, but a huge infrastructure of staff, of staff members, of the politicians, of parliament, uh, of lobbyists. You know, when it's pumping, when parliament's sitting, it's it's a big, functioning almost city in there, um, and that's why you hear things like Canberra bubble because you hear the mm. politicians say that because they're talking about this place that no one else knows and knows, everyone stays insular and you know there's drinking and shagging and all the stuff that goes on at parliament as you'd expect as we've. Seen. It's, yeah. um, it's, but, it's its own yeah, society almost. Exactly, exactly. Know, but yeah. but you got to think of it. If, if you think of your parliament, think of it as numbers because it is purely mathematic. It's a democracy, a democratic system. If you have the majority, if you have half the parliament plus one or half the people there to vote plus one, you win. Mm -hmm. You get to do in a lot of situations what you want to do. Okay, so it's about having the majority – to pass whatever laws you want to do or get whatever you want over the line. Yep. Um, might be worth saying, quick side note, Canberra was, and Parliament House more broadly, was set up 
as a city in itself around federation because Melbourne and Sydney could not agree on who would become the new capital of the federation? That's correct. Too much fighting going on about where uh, the capital would be, if it would be in one of those big cities. There was a number of places. Picked out Eden on the south coast was one of the, the places that was was sort of bantered around as an idea. It would be a lovely place that to would be. be really. Yeah, yeah that it would. Really but um, nice. I think the idea of the concern was they're too vulnerable to ship attack which was the main form uh-huh. of warfare at the time. So inland they went to what was effectively a sheep farm, the idea that the cool mountain air would create good thinkers. I mean, oh, I probably that, that, that might have been a trial and error <laughs> uh, on that one. <laughs> the other thing that Canberra has, we're going on sidetracks here, but it, most capitals have access to a, a port mm. to, to water. So Jervis Bay um, on the New South Wales sort of southern coast is actually part of the ACT. Yeah, right. ICT so that's police, that, that's, that's Canberra's. You can't, yeah. there's no straight line. You know, you drive through New South mm-hmm. Wales and it's surrounded by New South Wales. Mm-hmm. But that's why it was decided. In much the same way that, you know, Washington was chosen for the US to be the capital. They couldn't agree on, on where it would be. And so this compromise came and that's how we got to Washington, D.C. We decided we'd do the same thing just with an artificial lake and, and you know, mm-hmm. better access to snowfields. The story of Canberra. <laughs> now, um, we'll go back, as you said, we're on a bit of a sidetrack there, back to what you were talking about, Parliament House being its own kind of um, entity there. It's mainly split, though, in terms of what affects everyday Australians. It's split between the upper house and the lower house. Yeah. We, we took our system from a combination of the US and the UK, combined them, made our own system. So we have two chambers, you said, upper house, lower house, the House of Representatives, that is what we call the People's House, 151 members. They are directly representative of geographical areas. That's where you'll see the most, probably the most prominent politicians you know are members of the House of Reps. They are the people you will vote for in the smaller ballot on election day. They are the people that represent a region. They might be the member for the Hunter. They might mm-hmm. be the member for Kennedy, where we are yeah. at Desert Rock. They might be, you know, members for, for Bass or Braddon are they, in, in Tasmania. Are they the ones you see arguing on TV all the time? They're the ones yeah. you most see. The green yeah. building is what they mm-hmm. use. It's, it's a green room, a green carpet. The Prime Minister is usually part of that. The Treasurer is almost always part of that. These are the high-profile ones, the ones you can vote in and out. Now, each electorate, that is each seat, each area is about 100,000 voters. Yeah. Um, that, that's roughly. And they are divided amongst the states, but divided purely by population, with the exception of Tassie, which always has five. That was some little side deal to get them in back in 1900. They always the they always yeah. get five seats. That's yeah. the rule, regardless of how big or small. We do want to touch on that. Yeah. We can go, we can go for town on Ted, but Tasmania that's regardless gets. of how small mm. they are down there. Um, and, and then, so, you know, big states have more more representatives. And so to counteract that, because there was a fear from states like Tasmania at the time, Western Australia, uh, South Australia, that the big states, New South Wales, Victoria in particular, maybe Queensland, would just rule the roost. So they put in this other system called the Senate, and that is 12 representatives from each state, plus two from ACT, two from Northern Territory. That gives you 76, roughly half the House. And that's what's called the upper house. So you don't directly elect those people as you would the House of Reps. You go on the big ballot paper, people will see. That goes into a pretty complex system. Uh, Usually you vote for the party. The Mm. party nominate their people from that state. And that's the Senate. It's it, Paul Keating used to call it unrepresentative swill. He I did, do love. Yeah. I watched a uh, compilation of 
his insults. And it's I pretty think good. Desiccated uh, coconut was yep. one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, curly and yeah, yeah. Mm. you know, <laughs> a shiver searching for a spine, like being mauled by a dead sheep. All that, yeah. On, yeah. So uh, he didn't like the Senate because of that, because yeah. smaller states have more power. And that's mm -hmm. the idea. The idea is to get them on board so the big states don't bully them. It's a house of review, it's called. That's because they spend more time looking at bills. There are fewer people, so each vote's worth more. And there's more chance in the Senate because of the, the voting system. Because 12 people come from each place, so each state has 12 representatives, you get more variety. So it's not just Liberal or Labor, as we usually see in the House, because each House seat mm -hmm. only has one person. There's more variety from the Senate. So that's where you get people like Jackie Lambie. You know, we've, we've long seen uh, like Nick Xenophon in mm -hmm. South Australia, uh, Pauline Hanson, yep. of course, in Queensland. Malcolm Roberts, the great scientist. Yeah, that's where, that's where Clive Palmer had all his, his senators. He had three or four on the hop at one stage there. All, he had his own seat, but all in the upper house because there's more chance for, mm. for long-term senators to get in there and, and make an impact. Mm. And so that's because with the lower house, you're getting that local area, which is roughly 100,000 people, and you've got to have one winner they, from that election. one person. Whereas yeah. Senate-wise, you've got 12 people from the state. Yep. And you just divvy up that whole proportion. Yeah, it's of proportional the vote. vote. And each election, the other thing we should mention, House, every election, yep. we wipe out the House and you pick new people. Mm. Mm -hmm. So it might be the same person getting re elected, but everyone goes and then comes back in. Yep. In the Senate, you only lose half. So yeah. why do they do half of the Senate each three years? I think the idea, there probably is a technical reason for it. The idea is to first retain consistency in what's meant to be this house of review yeah. and also because then it reflects a longer-term view of the states. And it also is a better indication of what people want to vote. If you have 12 new people every time, you would get a lot of weird results in mm. there. So yeah, if you're getting okay. six, you still you need 14% of the vote, 15% of the vote to get elected. If it got to 12, you'd cut that in half. So you get some really strange mm. and weird and wacky, which we've had in the past. Don't get me wrong. We've had yeah. That was where the you know the motorist enthusiast <laughs> party, uh, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Muir, Muir was yep. doing his day. Wait, what's that? So in 2013, uh, there was a lot of minor parties. A lot of minor parties are not the major ones, not, not Labor, Liberal, the Nationals, mm. got votes. Yeah. People were angry with the two big parties and they cast their votes everywhere. And that's been happening pretty consistently since the, the 50s in Australia. Everyone starts looking around. They're a bit annoyed. You know, we don't just have Pepsi and Coke anymore. You can go searching for other soft drinks. That's what they're doing. It's not just Macca's or Burger King. We can go elsewhere and look for mm. other food. And so what happens is because of the way the system's set up, you can get minor parties that keep collecting the cast-off votes of the others that don't make it. Mm. And we had Ricky Muir, who was a, a guy from the Motoring Enthusiast Party. Back in 2013, he served his term. He didn't get re-elected and, and yeah. He had some pretty red-hot ideas, but it all came about because of preferences and different yeah. stuff going on yeah, behind the scenes. Exactly. It was maybe like the introduction of Taco Bell. He was the Taco Bell. Maybe Malcolm Roberts yeah. would be the Taco <laughs> Bell. I don't know. Um, but. And we will talk more about preferences in a later episode. We'll do a full episode on that. But the idea of the Senate there, you're talking about it being a bit of a house of review because of the small states 
population-wise being a bit scared. Yep. So, for reference, New South Wales has 47 of the 151 seats in the House of Representatives. So, obviously, because of the population, they control a fair chunk of the House of Representatives. So, the Senate there is designed to basically give these smaller states yeah. Stand far up for more Tasmania. control. Tasmania yeah, has yeah. 12 senators and only five in the House. Like There are a lot of you know places where the Senate's where they can do most of their, their bartering. The other thing is it's very hard to get – so. To become government, you've got to have a majority yep. or a coalition of majority in the House of Representatives. That is the number one reason you become government. I said it's a numbers game. 151 members of the House. If you can control 76, you can have 76 that say we want you as Prime Minister, you become Prime Minister. You're the guy. Yeah. That's how you or girl. Be, or girl. That's how yes. you do it, exactly. Uh, it doesn't have to be just in your party. Julia Gillard in, mm-hmm. in 2010 came along, had to coalesced together with independence, with the Greens, a, a coalition that would get her across the line, but did, and govern that way. And that you? was those three guys, Oakshot, Rob Oakshot, Tony Windsor, and- Andrew Wilkie. Andrew Wilkie. Yep. And Catter as well. I think Catter went with the coalition, but, the coalition. but also okay. had Adam Bant, the Green there, yep. so that was enough with the Labor votes to say, we've got control of this, this chamber. Yeah. The Senate is much harder to have control of. And that's why it's considered the House of Review, because if you had control of both chambers, which John Howard did back in 2004, he had a majority in both, you can do what you want effectively. Mm. Mm. As long as your people vote for it, you're going to get it through. Mm -hmm. The Senate these days, because it's so hard to get a majority of voters, you know, 50% of voters to go the way of you, there's political parties these days are happy if they get just over 40. You need 50, really, to get more than half the senators. So to be able to get the majority of senators is really tough across all of the states. So you have to do some deals. You have to wheel and deal on issues. And that's why all of those debates, you often see it get rushed through the House of Representatives because Scott Morrison has half the votes plus mm. one at the moment on that side. He has 76. Um, he can usually rely on Catter, maybe a couple of others. So mm. Craig Kelly votes with him. So 77, 78. He can get it through the House of Representatives. That's mm. pretty safe. When he gets to the Senate, uh, the coalition only have 35 of the 76 seats. So he has to look around. Mm. Have to do a heap of wheeling. He has to go, go finding four more votes to mm. get him up to 39, over half, and get things through. Mm. That's why it's considered the House Review. And that's it's almost always that way, that they have to do deals in the Senate. They have to review. They get things on board. They change. It goes back to the House again. They vote again. We can go through all this. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's... The Senate's a much more complex place. Yeah. Okay. The and numbers are tighter. The characters are more diverse. And because of that, you've got to do a lot more wheeling and dealing and horse trading to get yourself across yeah. the line. Is that what happened with the religious discrimination bill? Is yeah. That- yeah, that's where it, that's where it died. It mm. died in the Senate because the, the, the Prime Minister, through a whole lot of force, had to get this idea through, uh, let's talk Liberal Party. So the Liberal Party go to Canberra. They all meet. Mm-hmm. They have a room in Canberra called the Liberal Party Room. They all go in there, discuss issues. They would vote on the Prime Minister to present his idea or the Minister would present their idea. Liberal Party discuss it. They pass it. Then goes to a coalition party room. So you bring in the Nats. There's 16 uh, national MPs. There's a f- uh, chunk of senators as well. They will come in, get involved, discuss, discuss. They pass it. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to the House of Representatives. So now we finally get to see it. This is the public reading. They go through the process of debating it. Everyone gets a chance to speak. It's voted on. The government had the majority of people there, mm. but some crossed the floor. Yeah. 
we've heard about this before, yes. but that's where you you vote against your party. You can Traitors. do it. Yeah, mm. Well, anyone can do it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. You're right. But if you think it doesn't reflect your electorate as an MP, mm. you can do it. You can mm. vote whichever way you want. Traditionally, um, you sit with your team. You yeah. hang out yeah. with Wasn't, your team. Was there but, quite a few for this one who crossed yeah, the floor? I think there four or five, four, yeah. which is yeah. unusually high yeah. um, in Australia. We're all pretty, pretty rock solid. You mm. see other parliaments, the UK and the US, people change all the time. Yeah. Um, we're pretty rock solid in Australia. You stay with, you, with your team. And in, quite literally, you sit on one side or the other. Mm. And the reason we'll talk about the crossbench later, they call it the crossbench because it's in between. They mm. sit in between the Liberal Party or the Coalition and the Labor Party. Yeah. And it's really tribal like that. And that's how you vote too. You vote one side if you like it, the other side if you don't. People count mm. up the votes and that's how you know. You don't. There's no formal tally. You don't raise your hand. You just go and physically sit mm. on that side of the electorate. So- with the state discrimination bill, goes to the House of Representatives because the numbers are tight at the moment. The Prime Minister has to do some wheeling, gets it through the House of Reps. First step done. It goes off to the Senate. And then he's got to deal with that crossbench because we know the government doesn't have the numbers, mm. so he has to go looking. Yep. He has to find Pauline Hanson and Malcolm Roberts. Form so. alliances, mm. kind of Survivor. like Survivor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, like it. Survivor yeah. with no immunity idol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. without Jonathan LaPaglia's guns. Um, <laughs> the pipe. They yeah, they are in good, great. They're yeah. great guns. Yeah. Maybe you we could so, have that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, Why not? I would watch it more, I think. If there were some That's, good guns yeah, on yeah. show. And yeah. if they read out the votes one at a time like Yes, that. and everyone's yeah. trying to figure out who, who, we don't, yeah. who it was. That's the opening of the Senate sitting or the um, House of Representatives sittings is yeah. Jonathan LaPaglia saying, all right, let's time for tribal council. Let's yeah. do this. Um, so he has to go finding. The nine green seats, probably not going to help him out, are they? So that's nine votes gone. He goes looking for One Nation. Sterling Griff, the Centre Alliance from South Australia. Does he go to Rex Patrick or, or Jackie Lambie? He's trying to find those numbers. But then his own people said they weren't going to vote for it as well. Yeah. And so they may not have voted against it, but they just may not have voted. Mm. And that's one number he has to find out. Mm. Oh, so you can choose not yep. to vote. Yep. There are oh. people that just- You just sit it out. Sit it out. Oh, yeah, either don't okay. show up. You got Sometimes you've got three minutes, they ring the bells and everyone goes running to vote. And yeah. sometimes people will be on the floor of the of the the Senate or the House, but they'll go and sit in the observers area mm. and not vote. Happened a bit with the um, same-sex marriage vote. There yeah, are a number okay. of senators that didn't want to vote for it, yeah. but also didn't want to- uh, reject the will of their electorate. Yeah. So they just didn't vote. So, yeah, the cowardice okay, way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculously cowardly. Exactly. Cowardly. Pop out you, the back and just well, swerve that one. Yeah, they just sat there. It is. Let like, someone else do it. You've you sent there to vote. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's that's a cowardly thing. That's but you your do job. It. And yeah. They do do it. Yeah. So that's where the religious discrimination bill fell apart. Mm. He just didn't have the numbers. Mm. And if you don't have the numbers, often the government just won't send it to a vote because yeah. they know they're going to lose. It's embarrassing to lose a vote. On the floor of the Senate, it's really embarrassing to lose a vote on the floor of the House. And in, in the past, if you lost a vote on the floor of the House, you you resigned as Prime Minister. The government goes. Really? really? When did they stop doing that? Oh, it just depends. It's, you've got to show the – if the vote doesn't reflect the will of the parliament – is because it's happened a couple of times recently where the numbers have tight and yeah. they've lost a vote on the floor. Usually it's because someone's not there. Okay. Yeah. Someone's asleep so, or so someone's they on assignment the bells or someone's- yeah. Everyone has to run in and get there by a certain time. Yeah. And if you're not there, they don't hold it back. You, don't, you just you don't, miss yeah. out. Now, often if you're away on assignment, you'll have a pair, which is where a Liberal Party member is sick or is away. Labor will say, we'll sit one of our guys out. 
Okay. So, oh, yeah. So they don't give you a runner in, no, like in no, cricket. No, they just yeah. go, we're <laughs> just going to sit out. We'll so take we'll, one of our we'll guys play, out. We'll, we'll play, play five on ten. five. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sportsman. Exactly. Sportsman. So that happens occasionally. But in the past, yes, if you lost a vote in the House of Representatives, it's effectively saying, well, we can't control the chamber. We have to control. Mm. We're out. And so the Governor General. It's would, like a shame exit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Lots of shame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, these days, yeah, it's got to reflect the will. Depends who the speaker is as well. Yeah. Okay. We can talk speakers. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. 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 It's, a, yeah. it's an interesting role, the speaker, because they're sitting there moderating what these guys talk about yeah. and how they talk about and moderates the language. You know, they're in charge of the rules. Language, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. They, right. they enforce yeah. the rules. So they the House has the a speaker. Yeah. Senate has a president. They're elected by the members of that chamber yeah. uh, and they rarely vote only in case of a tiebreaker. So even if you think about the government going in with, if you've got 76 of the 151, you've got a one-person majority, well, immediately you've got to vote a speaker. Yeah. Right, okay. And so you probably pick one of your own side because you want to have the referee on your side. Yes. But once you lose that, then it's 75-75. And so yeah. then they have to come in as a tiebreaker every sometimes, time. Sometimes, yeah, but, but sometimes it's just hard to, to govern with that. So that's why, like, we, we look at, winning and losing elections, it's really important how much you win by and how much you lose by. So if you end up winning, let's say, let's go easy maths, uh, Labor this election get 81 seats, mm. the coalition get 70. That's a nice, healthy majority for Labor. Yeah. Mm. They can lose some people, they can have members quit the party, die, quit the parliament, and they can still govern with a nice election. If it's 77 to... 74, that's really hard because once mm. you lose your speaker, then you're on a razor edge. Yeah, mm. okay. The other option is you go in minority where you might get 74, the Liberal Party might get 70, Labor might get 74, the Liberal Party might get 74, and that leaves us with three other seats that go to what we call the crossbench. Mm. They're members not of the major parties and they would then have what's called the balance of power, meaning that every time they vote, 74 on one side for Labor, 74 on the other side for the coalition, and those three people are in charge. Yeah. They decide what happens. And they, uh, when that happens, they get a heap of power, like oh, with, yeah. what, with Julie Gillard and that hung parliament. Yep. Mm. So it becomes it, yeah. this game of brinksmanship. You know, mm. how much do you give them? Is it blatant horse trading? Do you call their bluff? Like, it, it can be really effective. Yeah. Uh, and, and it might happen this time because, as I said, we've got seven crossbench members at the moment. That's a big crossbench for the House mm. of Representatives, bigger than we usually see it. And all the indications are that it will just keep growing because people aren't just choosing Pepsi or Coke. Mm. They're will looking we, to craft beer. Do you or, think we'll ever get to a system where it's not just the two major parties? Will we be looking mm. at something like somewhere like Scandinavia, yeah, Germany, uh, Germany yeah. where they have lots of different parties that come together to form coalitions? Or do yeah. you think it will kind of – they'll just grow in power a little bit, these minor parties and these independents, but it'll always be a two-party system? It, it's, it's so hard as a member that's not in one of those major parties because of the, the fundraising you need, the profile you need, and the mechanics, actually, like, getting your people elected, being able to just printing, mm. printing things, putting up posters, manning polling booths, that's all hard, and it takes a lot of people. So, look, it, it possibly will happen. Mm. Um, you look now, you've got the the Nats, Liberal, Labor, it's a big green Green's contingent. Growing, yeah. you know, Nick Xenophon had a look that Centre Alliance was going to be big for a while. Yeah. Jackie Lambie down in Tasmania, the Catterett Party up here. There, there are groups mm. that are quite big, so possibly. Yeah, okay. And, and all the trends are that people are becoming more attuned. It's easier to reach out to people now. You can mm. get in a Facebook group or, I mean, look at the, the impact Craig Kelly's had. Mm. Now, you hear from him every day yeah. it, mm. if you want to or not. 
because he's got the ways and means to reach out to you. In the past, you'd have to go to the two newspapers in town and it was just too hard. Yeah, and they may not be giving that much coverage. Now it's free to set up a Facebook group or Mm. a Twitter feed or a WhatsApp thread and people can just tap in as they want or a Reddit Mm. thread. Like it's Mm. So so maybe. Yeah, Yeah, okay. There there is a chance. And what we'll see is similar situations, I guess, to, to New Zealand where there are the crossbench becomes more powerful and there's more dealing that has to go on. Mm. You know, Adam Ban on here a couple of weeks ago saying he thinks they will have that majority, the balance of power in both houses, the Greens. Mm. Got a big chunk of senators. They've got a couple of lower house members of the House of Reps and they think they can be in charge of both. That's that's how much they think that the vote is drifting away from those two main parties. So we'll see. And our political landscape would look vastly different if that was the case. Vastly then. different, yeah, because the negotiation would have to go on. And, mm. and, and you know, under no circumstances could I imagine the Greens negotiating with, with the coalition. So they're out. So Labor would, would win. But then you have to start doing deals of whether you bring them into cabinet. Do mm. you have a Greens member sit beside you? Do you have a Greens deputy prime minister? Like they did in the UK um, not too long ago when David Cameron was prime minister. He had Nick Clegg uh, from from his party as, mm. as deputy prime minister. Like they're almost unheard of yeah, here. Right. It's what, but what, it's a possibility. But it's a possibility. It's what yeah. the Liberals do with the Nationals. You know, mm. they have, yeah, yeah. You know, Barnaby's deputy prime minister. He's got sixteen members of the House of Reps. It's you know less than one tenth, uh, just over one tenth of that parliament. But because they're needed in that coalition, it becomes powerful. One thing we wanted to ask about as well is the actual kind of weekly and daily functioning of the House of Reps and the Senate. Yep. House of Reps spend a lot of time debating bills and introducing bills. Yep. Senate is the House of Review as well, but they also do other stuff like yeah, inquiries so, and estimates and these yep. kind of inquisitorial kind Word, of Words tasks. you hear, yep. Yeah. There is one of the reasons the House of Reps spends so much time debating is there's more of them. Okay. It's twice as many members. That means More potentially opinions. twice as many speeches. Yeah, twice as many twice opinions. Twice as many insults being exactly. flung. A lot of insults being Yeah, yeah. And lame insults. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so a many it's lame like insults. Yard. It's been a while insults. since we've had good ones. Yeah. Um, the Senate, you're right. It, it, there is uh, estimates, which is where effectively the Senate is used to hold account all the government departments. Mm-hmm. And so for, could be wrong, eight, eight weeks a year, give or take, these government departments have to come to parliament, present to a committee. They get questioned back and forth. Where's the money going? What are you doing? Why are you spending it? That kind of thing, yep. which is a pretty important part of the democracy. Mm. That's where the money actually, the rubber actually meets the road. Like yeah. they're, they're doling the money out. And then a lot of committees looking into different ideas, different reviews, different bills. So the idea of the religious freedom, that, that comes up. But a lot of people would be reading all these terms and these rules for the first time mm. when they're looking at the, the bill for the first time. So they might send it to a committee. Mm-hmm. The committee investigates, brings in experts, asks for anyone in the public to make their comments, and then presents a report. It would have recommendations of how you change the bill. It doesn't have to be listened to. But at least then you're going through some some due diligence. You're, you're spending more time you know, looking into mm. this law than you would just sort of ticking and flicking the new terms and conditions on iTunes because mm. it's there and you have to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Box, yeah. 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 No dramas. Uh, yeah, so that's why you see more of that from the Senate. The House sits, every week it's in Parliament, it's sitting, yep. which means they're passing bills, they're introducing bills. The House is where you have questions without notice, question time. That's the bit yep. you usually see on the TV just after 2 o'clock. Mm, Every time that's I, the two hours of televised shouting. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's a 
was once an important part of our democracy when you would publicly question those in power and those members could do it and raise issues for their constituents. I'm not sure it's not just televised yelling now. Yeah. yeah. But, and, yeah. and so that's one thing I wanted to ask because it seems like with all these Senate inquiries and quite often you'll see footage of, um, say, Katie Gallagher or mm -hmm. Penny Wong mm -hmm taking someone to task and asking questions and they're forced to answer those questions. Whereas in the House of Reps, it seems a lot like now you can ask a question and someone can just get up, they can yeah. waffle around it, say something, talk about how well they've done and then sit down. And, and sit it's down. not really an answer. It's very political in that mm. sense. Yeah, that that's where the speaker, the speaker is meant to keep them on topic. That, yes. That's their job, depending on who the speaker is and who the, who the person speaking is. Mm. Yeah. You know, how strictly they rule that. The Senate, in, in estimates... I think they get five to ten minutes to question, so you yeah. can just keep questioning. Yeah, you, know, you can give a give a dodgy answer, but then as and, often and you I say, imagine when you're under the pump, five minutes is a well, long, and long time Penny, to just go. There's a lot of them are like former lawyers; they're prosecutors, right? Yeah, and so when it's Penny Wong and she's methodical, and the same with Erica Betts used to do yeah. it on the on the liberal side. You know, remarkably different people, <laughs> Penny Wong and Erica Betts. Both have led the Senate for their party, and both were effective at estimates because they would very good at drilling line. down. They would. It was mm. like it's like watching a, a prosecutor in a courtroom. Mm. They they know where they're going, and they're just trying to walk what is effectively their witness to that answer. And they know when someone's trying to weasel out of yeah. it. Having been part of that Canberra bubble, which I, I say with the quotation marks because yeah. that's not actually a thing, but anyway, having been <laughs> part of that, um, when you sit there and watch estimates for eight hours, though. It is long and grueling. Mm. And for those five seconds of Penny Wong rinsing someone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that when TikTok video. you finally video. see that, yeah. There's yeah. a lot that goes around <laughs> other than that it's Penny Wong singer of, on the TikTok. Yeah, it's a lot of detailed, yeah. dull, yeah. And and the committees are usually split in the same way that the, the House is so, mm. or, the, or the chambers are. So yeah. if, if the Liberals are in have, have the majority, they'll usually have the person in charge of that Senate committee. Sometimes you do trading on who's on it. The, the MPs yeah. get paid more if they're on committees and some if they're not or if they're chair of a committee and they oh, can right. travel and get, you know. It's like a match fee, yeah. You're doing exactly, like exactly, like, exactly overtime, like a match yeah. fee, yeah. Yeah, you're doing a bit over time. And look, it, for some it's a chance to make a name for themselves. Yeah, know? okay. Katie, did, would anyone know who Katie Gallagher was? Was it not for no. the work she's done? Like mm. she was the former ACT chief minister, is one of those two senators from ACT, so you don't see a lot. But when you're effective in those situations, then you start to mm. climb. And, and the minister's of any government usually come from both houses. So it's, yeah. Oh, interesting. You said before about the uh, Prime Minister being in the lower house. What are some weird rules regarding Parliament that people might not be aware yeah, of? Yeah, there are plenty. Um, the Prime Minister is almost always from the lower house. We've only had one occasion in Australia's history where they haven't been. And that was John Gorton, who took over after Harold Holt went missing. Yeah, so right. he was voted in. Was, was that special circumstances that uh, it was well, like, we just got to get this guy in? Yeah. There were, there, look, there was a lot of arguing amongst the lower house members as to who the factional stuff just didn't line up at that stage and brutal factional stuff at those days, plus the, the, the chaos of not having a prime minister. So that's how he emerged. Just trying to figure out where he went. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how he emerged. That's one of those things that would break the internet now if the Prime Minister just went missing. Could you imagine oh. that? Those? Oh, there'd be so many memes. Actually, there are plenty of there memes There already are memes now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this whole idea, like, ah, oh, we don't know who's in charge. Yeah. So John Gorton was from the Senate. Look, there was some kind of agreement to try and get him to the House. You can switch houses. There's been plenty of people that have done that. Uh, Barnaby Joyce yeah. did it. Was but you have to do it at an election. Yeah, you, you can't, can't just. It, you can't just. Is walk there in. like a limit to how many times you can? No, switch bounce or? around as much as you want, okay. as long as people keep electing you. 
Yeah. You can do what you want. So Barnaby Joyce did it. Uh, Christina Keneally is trying to do it this election. Mm. She's a senator at the moment. She's running for a lower house seat. And is that because you, you of read, higher you ambitions? You read into that what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. partially because she, she there's a fight over her Senate spot on the, the Labor ticket, deep into electioneering there, and also because you're more public in the lower house. Mm. And, and mm. down the track, maybe. Former Premier. Yeah. All that. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. so you can move, move yeah. houses. The Prime Minister is almost always in the lower house because that's the house you have to govern. Mm. That's the one you've got to be in control of. There are people that run. There's a uh, both parties will have a, a manager of government business. That is the person that sets the order, what's going in, how it's working, and then a whip. Now mm. the whip is the person that's effectively called that because their job is to whip the party into shape. They crack. The you whip. make sure yeah. that. In the national parties, they literally have a whip. Actually, an actual whip. That's like like they've done that for a look. Like yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they you pass it over, and they do the whip, and yeah, it's good for the cameras. Yeah, the national party. Do, yeah, um, I think Michelle Landry is the national party whip. I'm not sure at the moment. I'm not sure if she can still crack be, the whip. Yeah, or, there'd be a couple of guys in that. I wouldn't like. Kid Little Proud crack a whip. Oh, he's from yeah. He's, he's from, from he's from out there. I but, wouldn't like to see Andrew G with a whip in hand. No. Uh, do they wear a hat? As well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, most excellent. most Nats wear hats. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so the Nats have a whip. <laughs> uh, anyway, the whip's job is to make sure everyone's there. Yep. You've got to have enough people in the chamber at all time. Otherwise, there's no quorum, which is an old meeting term where there's got to be enough people there so the parliament can keep going. That's up to the whip. You've got to make sure there's people sitting behind someone talking. Otherwise, it looks weird in the camera when they're just talking by themselves. That's up to the whip. You set the order of who asks questions. He'll just go scooch along behind there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Often, you know, you see on TV there's someone talking and there's yeah. four or five. The nodders. You're pulled wide. Yeah. There's no one else in the chamber. Mm. <laughs> it's the old trick. It's the old, like, get the nodders on. Yeah. yeah. Because So he's just moving them around being like, all yeah, right. They know where to sit yeah, quite okay. often because- also, you're not doing a lot of work when you're sitting in the chamber listening to people debate. Mm. That's the sad part of it. It's meant to be there, this great contesting ideas. Mm. If you've said your bit, there's less chance you're going to change. Mm. So you don't go and sit in the house. Yeah. You go and sit in your office and do work yeah. or meet people or press the flesh or get lobbied yeah. or get down to one of the bars in Canberra. Mm. Yeah, so you you do your spike for the Prime Minister to talk about how good the economy's going and then off you go. Get yeah. out of there, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the Prime Minister has to be in charge. He's got his manager of business. He's got his whip. But you really want him sitting there in the the chamber that he has to be in control of. So that's why it is almost always from the lower house. Same with the treasurer because that's where you introduce the budget in the lower house. And so you don't want someone else doing it for you proxy. Yep. You could be in the Senate and have one of you have a runner in that circumstance, have a a stand-in. But it just just doesn't happen. It's not a good look. No, it's a bad look. And it just just never happens. So that's on last. There are lots of crazy rules. You know, this idea of you watch Parliament and they always speak through the chair. So you're always speaking to the Speaker, not across the chamber to each other. Mm. Even when Julia Gillard dressed down Tony Abbott with that speech that everyone's seen, it was all meant to be through the Speaker. So she is rinsing him across the dispatch (laughs) box, one-on-one. He's he's eyeballing her back. It is, is, you know, head-to-head. But they're all side-mouth talking through the speaker because that's the rule. Yeah, and so that's why you often hear them say, Mr. Mr. Speaker, speaker, this is yeah. why, Mr. That's speaker. Your way. Can, I, can I say something really embarrassing? But when I first saw it and he was like, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, I thought his last name was Speaker. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> he was so angry at him. Mr. <laughs> like, speaker. Mr. Yeah. Speaker. Mr. Speaker to you. Mr. Speaker, yeah, again, he's effectively the guy in charge of the meetings. Yeah. That's why oh. all, you always go through the speaker. That's the idea. So it's like shoot the messenger. Yeah. Well, yeah. speakers used to get killed. 
what? back in the British time. That's why. Oh. Again, when a speaker gets uh, gets elected, they have to be dragged to the chair. Is the idea so they physically dragged in the chair because mm. in in centuries, centuries Britain ago mm. that they would then have to deliver the news to the often to the the monarch to the king or queen, and if they didn't like the the news, they'd. So how do, how do they choose a speaker? Is it like the person who's like bottom of the pecking order? Uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's usually someone that knows the rules, yeah. someone that's liked but not considered or doesn't want to be a minister or yeah. isn't quite that top rung. So, you know, we've had really good speakers recently. Tony Smith was an amazing speaker. Yeah. Um, again, a guy that was a you know assistant minister, well-liked, established, yeah. got him his gig. Had some some stinkers as well in the past, but mm. you know it happens. That's yep. in any of those roles. The the other crazy rules. There's lots of rules around talking, and when you've got to stand and you can't, you shouldn't be talking, or you have to stand if you're talking. And someone, the one thing you will see people do occasionally is if there is a, a vote, what they call a division, because the house is divided down the middle and you stand on the side. If they're trying to get the attention of the speaker there, in, in old days you used to put on a hat. That was your way of getting the attention of the. The, the speaker of the, the House of Commons. Like in, a lame, one of those yeah, lame old-fashioned hats. Big, big hat. You yeah, whack it yeah. on and they look at you. And these days, the managers of government business or opposition business will usually put a bit of paper on their head and, and cover their head to speak. They, they do it occasionally and you see it and it's bizarre. So two bits of paper, whack it on their head, they're yelling at this, trying to get, yeah. That's Very some endearing. of the weird ones you do. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the bells are the thing you hear in Parliament. You know, you, you, you start working in Parliament, you get so used to hearing the bells and these visceral reactions, particularly when there's balances of power and that, you know, people go running or charging or leave or dash out of interviews or you're standing in line for a coffee and have to run mm. away as well. So Chaos, bit of excitement. Sounds like a bit of a madhouse. Yeah. It, it is. It yeah. is. And, you know, a beautiful building, these magnificent art and chambers and underground tunnels and all these people working there. But, yeah, in the end it is, it is chaos because mm. there are lots uh-huh. of lots of closed doors and little offices and lots <laughs> that go on behind the room. And the Senate has red carpet, the House has green, the, where the ministers have blue carpet. Like there's all these little oh. things that are all very important when you're there and all mean nothing when you're not. So <laughs> that's hopefully what <laughs> yeah, this the madhouse. Done. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but a house that is, is crazy, but it's all controlled yeah. by numbers. Again, that's the, the one thing. You know, if you've got the majority, you've got the power. And as, and as we get to the top of the hour here on Desert Rock FM, that feels like a pretty good note to leave it on. <laughs> Charles Croucher, thank you very much for thank taking so the time much. to explain Anytime. all that sort of stuff. It's nice to go back down um, memory line. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So all the different quirks. We could keep going, keep going and going. But, yeah, um, that's a kind of a rough guide to to what happens down there in Parliament House that we always hear about. So thanks very much for joining us. It's nice to condense down to a couple of minutes in the news every night and then you don't have to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. it. Thank you. Thank you. And before we let the afternoon drive team into the studio to take over on Desert Rock FM, a reminder that if you haven't already, please subscribe, follow, or get around the podcast however works best for you. But for now, thanks very much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the trip down Year 6 school excursion memory lane and you'll join us again soon. Until next time, I'm Effie Bateman. And I'm Wendell Hussey. You've been listening to Decode.